This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, and we're back with your polar vortex edition of Off the Break Podcast. Yeah. Here <laughs> in the frozen mountain west. I know. 20 below weather. I told Ken, I'm like, we're dressing in athleisure wear today. I want to be comfy and warm. Some of us didn't get that message, yeah. though. No. <laughs> No, Kyle. Wore my he, best suit today. Yeah. He, had, he had a bow tie on when we walked in. It's like, I'm going to look professional today. Yeah. Ken and I are like, not today, yeah. office. Now look who the loser is in the office. Yeah. Kyle. <sighs> yep, but hopefully everyone's staying warm out there. They're also getting hit by this frigid weather, and hopefully their venues are doing the same, keeping warm. Yeah, we've yeah. only had two. Two auditoriums have issues. Or three auditoriums, two theaters. Oh, no. So far have issues because of the cold. <laughs> yeah. And it will continue. And it will continue over the weekend. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, just... I feel bad. Luckily, it's not affecting Mean Girls. You know, it just affects the holdover films. But we're going mm. strong on Mean Girls and Beekeeper this week. So <laughs> as long as we have an auditorium up, those two films will play. Solid, right. Solid Thursday nights. Yeah. Mean Girls did over four and Beekeeper did over three, which I thought... Five million might be a high point for that movie because for of like total for or the opening early weekend. Sure. For the opening weekend, what? Yeah, well, it's, a little. It I've... looks like a Jason Statham movie, and historically, that's true. The last three years, those <laughs> open to like three to five million. Taking the the Meg mm-hmm. as an outlier well, that of that. Count. That's that's about the shark. Yeah, it's about the shark. <laughs> that's the not shark about Jason Statham. He's Statham. not in the title. He's he's fine. Right. <laughs> but the shark is the most important part. If you get the shark wrong, the movie doesn't exist. That's true. true. Yeah. You trade him out for one of the Hemsworth brothers and it's still the Meg 2. <laughs> yeah. It's still all about the shark. Okay. I get it. But still an outlier. So we're both right. And it still looks like a schlocky action movie that still has a bit of credibility to it. I guess in part of Jason Statham, but also every trailer that I see, every commercial I see, I'm like, there's some good action in here going on. Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't look as, like, bottom tier as, like, it could have been, you know, especially yeah. for a name like The Beekeeper. I think it looks like a solid movie. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting name, so it doesn't fall into the standard tropes, I guess. But mm-hmm. three million is nothing to scoff at. We've pl- had plenty no. of blockbusters. Have I was kind of expecting 15 million for it and 20 to 25 for Mean Girls. So if Mean Girls does 30, I mean, that's still... and. And then Beekeeper does 20 this week. That's still a $50 million weekend. That's what I'm hoping every weekend at least minimum gets to for the new openings. It's just mm-hmm. dependent on how much people are still sick of their families from the holidays. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that if that love is still, you know, still a little raw, <laughs> we need to get out of the house. <laughs> it's 20 degrees below where you're going, wherever I want. Yeah. It, Anywhere it'll else. Worth, it'll be worth it. I don't care. <laughs> I'll wear layers. It's fine. Well, we had one big announcement or two big announcements this week, and then we had a pile of release changes. We're yeah. back in the zone. Everybody got rid of their holiday days, and they're like, we need to move, I don't know, everything. Everything. We <laughs> need been, to get it, back to work. Right. <laughs> it clearly showed. Uh, do we want to start with those release changes then and work away from there? So, oh, the, Kyle, on your thing, you have the news as the number one item. Ken just gave us options, so I figured... I, news. No. What is the big okay, news? Okay, nerds, talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in typical 
Star Wars fashion, they announced another new theatrical movie that may or may not happen. Yeah, we'll see what Kyle and I wanted to talk about with it. Wasn't the fact Rogue that Rogue Squadron by Patty Jenkins? Yeah, no. no. Oh. No. That, Unfortunately. There, that it's a Mandalorian Grogu movie, which yeah. is like, okay. And it mostly what which, we wanted to talk about. Which is about, from the show. Right, which is from the show, which is having its fourth season. Like, so it's an ongoing show. On top of the movie? Yeah, they just got greenlit for another season. Oh, so. I just assumed this movie that will or will, will not cap. happen would be the cap. Like, no, no, they're going to get strong with a movie. Not yeah. even that. Well, I feel you... like it's very anime of them to be like, okay, now's about a time for a little one off movie. Right. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess. Take a break a good, from the series. That's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ken's like, oh, God, Star Wars and anime. <laughs> no. But well, we were. Kyle and I were looking at this being like, are they actually going to make this movie? Because it seems like in the last, I don't know, like three or four years since the pandemic and stuff, they've they've announced like five movies that are just not going to get made now. Right. It's just to keep people afloat and to keep uh, uh, stockholders happy until... The name out there. Yeah. Right. Until the next announcement happens. Right. Like it doesn't we, matter if there's actually a movie. We just need to say that stuff might be a thing. Yeah. Until John Favreau releases Wonder Woman 3 and then they're like, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a movie. Give him a movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I have a feeling this is another example of them doing that. Like, mm. And even if this movie was like a theatrical release, I don't know how much of a pop you'll really get out of audiences right like i feel like at first they announced a bunch of movies from like hot kind of directors like you know the game of thrones guys yeah, and patty like, pa- jenkins patty Ken jenkins yeah. yeah and then they were like okay these are gonna be brand new stories set in different parts of the like galaxy or in the timelines mm-hmm. and nothing to do with the main series and audiences were like mm, okay because it kind of ruined it for us with <laughs> the last three films right and so then they didn't get the like big response. So then they quietly like shelved the, all of those announcements. And then I remember they announced like another set of films. I mean, like the Brini Ray back for her own yeah, movie. There was supposed to be a Taika Waititi directed movie. Right. I don't even know. If oh, that's Kevin happening. Feige was going to get a movie. He was going to. Yeah, be he was able- going to produce one. Yeah, so I don't think any of that is happening. No. Anymore. So again, like clean the slate. Nobody. I just think they didn't get the fan reception they were hoping for. And so then they went back to the drawing board and they're like, what is popular about Star Wars right now? And they're like, oh, Baby Yoda. We'll just make a Baby Yoda movie. Right. Who's, who's the most popular Star Wars director right now? Right. Who's yeah most popular character? Yeah. What can we do with this? What mm-hmm. is it like a cheap and easy way to get like a movie out there to kind of keep this thing going? Right. And so I just feel like, again, audiences are kind of like, eh, it's this ongoing series. I just don't know who wanted a movie for it. Yeah. And I, I think the patterns are being seen that you announce one thing and then if it doesn't come to fruition, why should I care if you keep continuing to announce right. things? Because nothing is, there hasn't been an actually made Star Wars yeah. movie since the last one. And the fact you also made dozens of Star Wars shows now, instead of like having things spaced out a bit better. Um, I think it also kind of loses its luster to where we're not going to get the same uh, excitement and satisfying like debuts of Star Wars movies as we did for like the prequel era and the sequel era um, some odd years ago. Right. It feels like Star Wars lives on streaming now. It doesn't feel like it lives in movie theaters. Yeah. Which is, I, I think, you know, it's good for the brand. It's good to show you have stuff, but in terms of actually 
getting great revenue out of it, it's clearly not wise. Get that stuff right. out of here. Like I, I was the only <laughs> one out of everything that was announced that I was excited for was the first Jedi, the early stuff, like the. Yeah, it was from the Game of Thrones yeah. um, writers, and it was supposed to be like about how the the concept of the Jedi came about, and like how did they make the first lightsaber, and like just stuff like that. That right? sounded really like that's kind of more. I like that historical. That like so, I just like that boring. stuff more. You do you do want to know like how everything is a thing? Yeah. Instead of it's as, <laughs> we had this with like Ghostbusters a few years ago, where right. it's like I have to know the lore. What lords for? <laughs> dopes that made a ghostbusters car like it but doesn't I like, matter i like knowing that no. there's more behind there it. was one that was going to be about spaceship battles and you're not excited about uh, that one no well, that not at all cool. that would have been awesome I don't... with a 300 million dollar budget i don't know yeah no story it's just space battle after space battle and these guys playing volleyball afterwards <laughs> shirtless that's all it needed to be high-fiving chest bumping star wars <laughs> top gun that's all it needed to be and they couldn't even make that I know for you guys like that would be the thing. I'm just saying for everyone for else. most people for the 80 percent, but for the 20 percent like me out there that wanted a little, I don't know, a little bit more to they, their Star Wars read, movie. They read Star Wars books okay. and they're horrible nerds. Hot, hot take: <laughs> I don't like Star Wars for the spaceships at all or the blasters. I mean, I think it is like I liked it for the cloak Jedi and the lore, the lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I no, think she didn't even care about the like crazy looking monsters. Mm-hmm. She no, she had no interest in any of that. She's like. Why is he wearing a cloak? He's so mysterious. Yeah. I, I think he's just comfy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think he's on a planet that hasn't seen rain ever. I think he's hot. <laughs> Sometimes the context is there. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's what just, I like about Star Wars. Go read the books and stay out of Star Wars. Right. Well, yeah. Lucasfilm told me I couldn't read books because they weren't canon anymore. Uh, that's I'm also. Sh- I'm going to shoot you out of the cannon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could talk about the cannon stuff right. more, but we're going to make Ken kill himself on during this recording. So right. we better move on. Anyways, are we excited? Not really. No. We'll see if it actually happens. I haven't yet to even see Mandalorian because I don't care for streaming shows that yeah. much. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to go really schedule changes now? I was waiting for you to do the transition because. You know, I I cut Kyle off like three times last episode when he you had did. his own transition. Actually, that is that, <laughs> like as soon as we ended the recording, he's like, "I am so sorry, you're you're going to be doing such yeah. great transitions," and I just came bursting through. So, speaking of transitions, what do you got for us, Cody? Going from Star Wars to release schedule changes, sponsored by Sony Pictures. <laughs> and what has Sony got for us today, Kyle? Yeah, we can start with them. Um, it's the Colleen Hoover. Uh, movie theirs. Yes. yes. It ends with us. Um, also, did you guys know who Colleen Hoover was? No. I keep no, thinking I have no idea. the Hoover Dam every time I hear I that. Was, I was thinking of vacuum cleaner heiress. <laughs> That's a terrible name for a movie. So I think she's a romance author. That's what I, I really? think. I think. We should we should have probably researched this. I mean, I have my, nope, I, we're I, I have good. my yeah. We're going to assume she's a romance novelist. Um. Because that would make sense. This is supposed to be a February release, and now it got pushed back to June twenty-first uh, of this year. If it is a movie about a romance novelist, or it's just her name, like Stephen King, yeah, on the front of it, yeah, this I think gets it's that buried in June. Oh my gosh, this is not a June movie. No, <laughs> no, not at all, and not with that title. They really Sony really needs to step up their game with their titles. Well, they've been expanding the titles, yeah, more and more. 
let's try to give more context to the film in the title. That's probably let's why not they, do this anymore, Sony. That's probably why they added the author's name at the beginning of the book. I don't even think it was in her contract to be like, my name has to be the title. Because <laughs> we've never heard of her. I don't that know was a, this lady is. No. <laughs> I so mean, you're saying she's not... You're like, no John Grisham. She's not an heir, like an heiress to a vacuum cleaner empire or a dam building empire. I mean, it would be very impressive if we guessed that and we were right. But I, I'm almost positive that she's an author. She's no Dean Koontz. <laughs> um, but the other and more bigger title from Sony that made a change She's no was... Tom Clancy. <laughs> I'm done. Hey, I know that one. <laughs> um, Ghostbusters Frozen Kingdom? Frozen Empire has been moved from March 29th, 2024, but it moved up a week hey. to yeah. March 22nd, 2024. I'm pricking up. Yeah. Up a week. All right. Up a week is good. Like, that didn't you know change out a whole bunch of things there was there was some shuffling in the march release schedule basically mm. everything kind of like swooped into march so we're gonna have a really good march th- this year yeah so let's continue off of march by mentioning that Lionsgate's arthur the cane moved up as well from the 22nd of march to the 15th of march that was good because there was like three titles on on that 22nd date and there was like none on the 15th so. I, right kid you not i've had no less than five emails of people calling it Arthur the Dog, which is a much better movie. <laughs> Arthur the Dog which is, is a much a, better title. Arthur the King sounds like a King Arthur movie, right. and it sounds yeah. lame. Like, that, again, a bad, bad movie title. I was thinking before I saw the trailer that it was like um, uh, a movie for younger kids. Like, it's live action. It's about a kid discovering mm-hmm. he's like an ancestor of yeah. Arthur the King or something. A sword in the stone, like, yeah, maybe-esque thing. thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Nope. But nope, not even close. It's about a triathlon and the dog's involved. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you would never know. It, so Arthur the Dog, way better, way better title. It looks cute, though. Arthur the but... Dog, a trail-wagging triathlon. <laughs> Tail-wagging triathlon. Yeah, now that's how you add extra context to the title and make it good. Ken, congratulations. You are the new CEO of your own studio. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, let's continue on with talking about March with Godzilla X Con. Godzilla and Con. Yeah. No, I think uh, we're gonna say X. Because God- that's right. the context they gave us. All right. Godzilla X Con has we'll multiplied by Kong. <laughs> <laughs> has moved up from April twelfth to March 29th, twenty twenty-four. Which just right. puts a cherry a huge cherry on top. Well of why March. did why did March or why did Warner Brothers do this to us? Uh because originally they were going to have uh, a sci-fi movie called Mickey Seventeen starring Robert Pattinson be on the March 29th date, but it has been moved off from the release calendar completely but from the sounds of things they are working on the special effects and it's i i would think that this movie is still going to be a theatrical release because the director recently won an oscar like a few years ago right no i think it it very much is just that they couldn't get special effects done because of the writer strike yeah actor strike right so that'll be that'll be good but also a stupid name for a movie you can't put mickey in a title i know if you're (laughs) not disney if you're not (laughs) disney Yeah. Let's go, Robert. Um, so <laughs> That's it, what it's going to sound like with his voice. I'm not, I'm not excited about this <laughs> one. What it freaks me out, though, is that there is no big titles in April now, though. Like, April is yeah. a wasteland. And last year, we had Mario, which was a billion-dollar movie. We had mm. just Mario. Just Mario. And that was enough to carry the month. The whole month. Mm. We had one movie, and that one movie can work. Not saying that godzilla times con would have been <laughs> that movie but there's nothing now in april I think well we make it longer i think we godzilla multiplied by con oh godzilla multiple <laughs> con okay <laughs> but what if i told you that universal is going to save april when they added a new action horror movie to the slate 
Did they? Yeah. Action horror. Yeah. What'd they add? They added, uh, like I said, action horror movie called Abigail. It's coming out April 19th. A trailer for it is um, up on the internet. And I think it looks okay. The, is looks Abigail M. Thregan's sister no, robot? It is, no, it's not a sequel. It's is, not a pseudo sequel. Is this similar to, I'm going to go with like Salt or Lucy or oh. other female-led action movies with the name and the title um i don't i don't feel like it's in that vein um necessarily but maybe that's what they're trying for <laughs> um by the looks of the trailer it seems like it's a group of vampire killers that are protecting they originally think Ooh. they're protecting a young girl who is a ballerina from vampires but it turns out she's the vampire so now she's after them oh Ooh. and they're like trapped in a house as i well. hope there's a lot of vampire lore with this movie <laughs> For why? Ready yeah. the cannon. <laughs> I just hope there's like a fun, uh, like mystery cult lore to it. I mean, if you want to get that sequel off the ground, it'll be attached <laughs> at mean, the end. Yeah. You guys are pumped about March. We just saw that there's going to be a release of Godzilla minus one in black and white. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. Godzilla minus one minus color. <laughs> yeah. A black and white they treatment. They know what they're doing over there. They I do. like they're having fun. It's nice. There's just there has to be just a guy who just chain smokes cigarettes. He's like, minus color, that's the one. That's the punch one. the ticket. And they're like, Yeah, of course. And then they all stand up and cheered. It has to sound right. even cooler in Japanese, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's the same oh, yeah. words, like it has to sound just amazing. I'm just happy that um they're seeing that there is love for this movie and that people still want to see it even on it's coming out for like a big screen right yeah probably more limited than what we had before oh, yeah. but it's still well, really nice yeah this this time of year it's but hey give it some love give godzilla it, some love it might work really work really well in april <laughs> yeah, yeah too bad it comes out on 119 yeah yeah i let's let's show april more love movie theaters or <laughs> our studios movie theaters are fine you guys maybe, are perfect. maybe they'll put it in 3d now for april so <laughs> we had one last one yeah um kingdom of the planet of the apes also moved up from the 24th of may to the 10th of may well i have no comment on if this is a smart move or not because i don't even want to look beyond april right now it's a so, little ahead yeah, yeah it's just too far ahead for me but I, I i'm gonna trust that it's a good move without knowing anything else about the release calendar for me right now yeah i think this is an awesome move because <laughs> there's always a movie on the first week of may yeah. there's always a big movie to open summer right and then, and so this is, there's always that second week where we have Downton Abbey, where we have something there that's right. kind of like, uh, okay, like they need to build on this. You need to build throughout May to get to June so that Memorial Day isn't a pile of turds. Right. <laughs> you have to build through this. Like you have to like. Create March, momentum. Create momentum. And March is going to be awesome like that. Right. Boom, 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 boom. And then and April, then April is, is a dead spot, which right. is, is what it is. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. But then May. What's, Hopefully we come back we, roaring in May. Yeah. Kyle, what do we got in May? The internet's not working. All the icicles froze over. Our yeah. I'm, I would not be surprised. <laughs> yeah. But I did find out that Colleen Hoover is, in fact, an author. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's cool. You're a genius, Kyle. Who knows that? <laughs> no one. No one is knows Is she that. like an old school romance author? Old school? No. Like. She seems pretty current. Like Dean She's Coons? current? <laughs> At least based on the two pictures I saw of her, I'm going to assume she's more current. She's current. Okay. She was making duck face. She's more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Is this still what the kids do? Um, okay, so in May, we start off with the Fall Guy. Knew it. And then oh, the 10th is Kingdom of the Apes. Uh, after that is If from oh, if Paramount. Look, if looks so good. Yeah, for... Um, Looks like it's a good family movie. Yeah. 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 Furiosa is capping off. Right. Um, okay, good. We've so got we, it. That month as well. We have a yeah. movie sandwich, finally. A movie sandwich. I love those. <laughs> <Were you? laughs> We've had so many of these where it's like, we have Godzilla, and then we have nothing. We have movie appetizer months. <laughs> a movie open face sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> An open face sandwich, and now we have a full sandwich. Yes. We might even have an entree one of these days yeah not this year probably but march, march we get Jul- a turkey mar- dinner <laughs> june or july we might get a now I'm an entree hungry. thanks a lot guys yeah it's yeah. lunchtime oh well speaking of food we got national popcorn day coming up yay <laughs> kyle doesn't like popcorn but i know kyle, kyle i'm the one weirdo just... it's fine everyone else will be excited yeah, yeah. i'm just happy for everyone right. so they're promoting it via is this a nato thing Yes. So a NATO thing, March 19th, National Popcorn Day, or March 19th, January 19th, National Popcorn Day. Yes. So they, they don't have anything set, but they encourage everybody to be a part of this promotion and right. just have something with popcorn, whether it's combos or whether it's everybody that walks in gets gets a handful of popcorn, slap it in there and yeah. say, good maybe, luck. Maybe Enjoy you shower show. popcorn on people like confetti, like at the end of the movie, <laughs> like ching, old popcorn just blows into the auditorium mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, i don't think they would encourage that and then the people run it their employees run in with popcorn guns like t-shirt cannons and just <laughs> pew, pew, pew. popcorn day give everyone strokes as about to yeah. watch like poor things or something yeah. <laughs> just sitting down to watch yeah a, a drama and all of a sudden kapoor! There's like a guy showered. in a popcorn costume that comes running out. Yeah, like champagne Give me a showers, pee. only it's pee. popcorn. Give me an O. Oh. Right. Make it feel like high school football, I guess that's the... <laughs> well, we're celebrating the single greatest thing about movie theaters, which is popcorn. And we know this from the pandemic. <laughs> that's true, yeah. We should have more enthusiasm for the thing that is so core essential to our industry. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting out transitions next week completely. I'm going to make you guys write them. <laughs> um, but yeah, a, a, exhibitors can also come up with like their own discounts as well, right? Yeah. Yep. It just make it enthusiastic and fun. Right. Speaking of fun. Oh, yeah. Kyle saw <laughs> Poor Things, which, which is fun. Yeah, it is fun fun and i'm hearing such good things out of it from la and new york it just seems like just a chef's kiss of a movie what did you think yeah Kyle? how does the montanan feel yeah. how, how does the how does the frozen montanan deal with this movie how's a person squarely in the middle class feel about this right. film Kyle? Right. about poor things uh i still feel like i'm out of touch even with that demographic <laughs> that i'm supposed to be a part of um I thought Poor Things was really great. I liked that um, it took a creative and artistic approach with like um, almost like watercolor sets that just felt real and came to life, but mixed in with like some gothic old school horror aesthetics to come up with a comedic, both a comedic and a dramatic approach to like um, a person's self-discovery of of like childhood into adolescence into like adulthood and just figuring out 
your place in the world and like how like what what do you make your mark out of life and how do you find your the best version of yourself within it and at the center of it all is emma stone who does a fantastic job um i think for me this is one of her best performances it's just a terrific combination of everything she's good at from drama to comedy and just envelops and accepts that it's a weird concept for a story and she's playing like an unusual character that still has like a human story at the center of it while everything else is just dialed up to 11 in terms of tone and the aesthetics and um the the design and the production design of everything but it just it just winds up being a great spectacle for showcasing emma's talent and i think like this is easily one of her best performances i think it's going to get a lot of praise um for that like first and foremost and it's one of the reasons to go out and see this movie for sure but obviously it's r-rated and it's very out there in concept but it's also um very sexual because part of her journey is like the sexual aspects of being a human so it certainly isn't going to be playable uh to all audiences to all demographics but if you are an area that like is accepting of like just different types of stories and really going out there in concepts and showcasing like you know, sexual natures of like what poor things displays. It's probably the right fit for you, but otherwise it's certainly not a movie for everyone, but Emma Stone is like the one equalizer where everyone's like, Oh, that is an amazing performance. Coming soon to Muskrat Point, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think uh, it's interesting because it, it's Disney that's distributing this. Technically. Yeah. yeah from their searchlight label. And, uh, and they are getting a lot of praise for it, so they are going wider with it mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. And, whoo, it's a it's a tough sell for that flyover states. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I understand. I think it'll be very good on one-off film festivals if you have like an art series mm-hmm. um, around March when the Academy Awards actually do come out. You, I think there's like a good bump there that if she if Emma Stone does win for this performance, right. That might be a really good one. Um, and it might take, this might be one of those weird films that might take going to streaming ahead of time to like get audiences really excited. I feel, oh, sure. I feel like that has happened with Saltburn that it got, you know, it, Saltburn came out at Thanksgiving when we had like a million movies. Mm-hmm. And so it really got buried, I think, in the movie going um, theatrical release but since it's come out on prime it's had such a resurgence yeah especially for um younger demographics yeah like they discovered it but Mm. now it's like very playable for film festivals and stuff and so i yeah i can see like a poor things being that thing that as well i could see it too and i think you're right on the money with um not jumping the gun on this movie quite yet wait until when we get closer to um when the oscars come out when it's uh what march 10th um, when they do get announced, maybe you, play you'd be closer the one to we'd there. Ask, Kyle. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> we just talked about it. We talked about it off air, so I was trying to remember. <laughs> right. but... is, it, is it March 10th? Yeah. Hey, Ken, do you know when the Oscars yeah. are? That's your favorite show, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Oscars and then football in that order. <laughs> Oscar Wilde deserves his name before me, before, <laughs> before Colleen Hoover. <laughs> Do you guys want me to talk about ISS next? Yes, because yes. we have that coming out next week, and you got to see a screener of yeah, it. Yeah, thanks to Bleecker Street. They were kind enough to send us this one. This right. trailer, minus having like big-name stars in it, mm-hmm. this trailer got my attention. Right. I mean, oh, okay. It starts off 
with the earth exploding. Like, that's a serious way to start to start a movie. If that doesn't suck you in. I mean, yeah. I should probably see how this goes. Yeah. No. It's going to be a short film, I'm guessing. <laughs> it was pretty um, brisk for its runtime. I think it was an hour 40, maybe. Oh, what? Hour that seems unheard of. What? That seems long? That seems long for a movie about the earth exploding. I don't know. When I the Earth explodes in the trailer. Really? This isn't, an hour 40? This isn't Armageddon. Like, it's, you don't, that the Earth could explode. I don't even, you see it explode. I don't even know if they're able to make 90 minute movies anymore. So, an hour 40 sounds I super would, just awesome. Just looking at the trailer. No, it sounds great. From an <laughs> yeah. exhibitor standpoint, it sounds great. Mm. For me, as an audience, I would expect this movie to be 77 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> how much more story we got here? Well, Kyle, how was it? Uh, I thought it was solid for myself, only because. The, the while um, Ken is correct that the movie does involve the earth blowing up kind of sort of it is like the catalyst for our main characters in the International Space Station half of them being American half of them being Russian and each of them gets a call from their country saying don't trust the other side take control of um, the space station so now it's pretty much this um that was so rude. Was, I know. It was Ken. Right. I don't know if you my heard it. Right my in my monologue. <laughs> right. Bam. I know. It was just so loud. I couldn't just. <laughs> I had to bring it up. It echoed. I, I'm sure they heard that down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, it's pretty much like who can you trust? Who can you trust? And it's very claustrophobic. And I think the direction really does well as like keeping you gripped in the moment in terms of the. Um, story that it's telling uh, and through the, the the visuals of it you're able to feel trapped along with them as mm -hmm. well as you know casually seeing out their space station window that the earth is blowing up and there's no real context as to why um so it's a nice touch unfortunately for me i think where it falters is is that in the middle of the movie it feels like it reveals who to trust and who you can't trust a bit too soon mm -hmm. and it kind of loses like the mystery aspect for me because i wanted to be um entertained by even though seeing like my main protagonist can i trust her can i not trust her and even if i'm seeing russian characters i want a bit more nuanced with um wondering if i can trust them or not where for some of them it seems like it's very obvious like you shouldn't trust them um so i wish it just played a bit better in terms of like the dynamics and keeping that mystery a bit more underwrapped until we get to the ending of the movie. But all in all, I thought it was very solid. I thought the special effects for what I imagine this to be a very modest budget from Bleecker Street did a very great job at having, um, you know, space look real and not feeling like it's a CGI fest backdrop green screen type of mm -hmm. thing that we see from other movies that, you know, throw themselves into space lately. So, um, yeah, I thought, it was very solid, which um, they did a better job of keeping the characters a bit more mysterious, but otherwise um, entertaining enough for me. Well, Kyle, I think you're a bit uppity and snooty when it comes to movies, so I like the fact that it's probably a little bit more grounded. For yeah. I need the origin tale I of, nope. I need to read about the Cold War. Nope, I, I feel like it's a movie you don't want to think too hard on. Like, I don't want to be gripped too much in suspense. Okay. So I'm kind of feeling that it might be like an easy digestible movie for most audiences. I think that's a good way to describe it. Like you come away with enjoying your time with it, but you're not going to be like, oh, what are the 
deeper themes of not knowing yeah. who to trust and not who. Like it, it isn't a movie like that. As much as I wish it was a bit better. I just want to know under wraps, but I know I you can't you tell us. But I just want to know, like going into it, I'm like. America better win this. That's all I'm thinking. Well, America actually put better Ru- kill them all. If they actually put Russians in it, America wins. I hope so. They really made like one of the Russian characters especially like Maximum Ma- Russia. Mother Russia levels to <laughs> oh. me. Like I, I was like, Russian. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that makes it that's what I want in it if we're gonna go toe to toe. And I'm sure many other over a space station. See, and then when I see this movie, if I don't know it's an action movie, I immediately think in my cynical head, like this is going to become like a, a buddy comedy mm. where there's a Russian guy and an American guy and the earth is blown up and it's like, he's like, so you want to have drinks? Like, what are we going <laughs> to do up here? <laughs> well, there's no really... I mean, Vodka. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like the, the Martian where he has, he can come up with a plan. Yeah. They're like, no, we're just here. <laughs> there's no, it's not like we can go outside and hang out. No, it's definitely <laughs> not like the Russian. Like they really do have to, from themselves in a more um, enclosed space, even though Mars is. Well, I know the same, that I guess. Paramount doesn't really want to hear this, but I think it's like it's going to be really good on preferred large format screens, like that IMAX feel. Like you, you're in space, and even though you're in a confined area, I think seeing it on a bigger screen, like just, will be awesome for it. So yeah. I'm kind of poor Paramount. I'm gonna look at that for my PLFs next week. Instead mm. of Mean Girls, because I don't know, do we really need to see Mean Girls blown up huge? We just see their pores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, do we guys um, want to cap off the episode with talking about Tom Cruise, with our savior of the movie theater of industry? Yeah. The best news we've had in a long time. We've had some pretty good news recently. So this is the top of the mountain, as far as I'm concerned. I'm this glad you're so excited news. about this. <laughs> it's no, it's a it's a figurehead announcement. It doesn't really mean anything, but it means everything to okay. me. Okay, all right, Ken. What what is the announcement? Why does it mean so much to you? Tom Cruise mm-hmm. is moving his offices to WB, and now he is going to be the head of original movies at Warner. Is Brothers. he taking over Christopher Nolan's office space? I you would know? think it's. How much office space is there on the lot at Warner Brothers? I would think it's the floor above Christopher Nolan's office. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Christopher Nolan has to get off the elevator and then Tom Cruise gets off at the next floor. I I think this is your floor. (laughs) I mean, with that Mission Impossible debacle right before Oppenheimer, I wouldn't blame him if he was like, no, 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 one up higher. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta I, look down at this. Nolan for once. Or he just um, takes his desk. You know, he takes the good chair. Yeah. yeah. He's got, Christopher he, Nolan's got his. He gives him the squeaky Nolan's one ever so slightly. Right. Yeah. He's like, this isn't my chair. <laughs> oh, goes, that's so weird. He goes Tom. underneath it to fix it. And <laughs> yeah. There's Tom Cruise's picture underneath, you know. <laughs> it's gonna be the office at the Warner Brothers right. lot. That's the office beef. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. Uh, he's he's obviously not having a position where it's like the head of creating original movies, but it is showing that Warner Bros, despite, you know, headlines talking about them, you know, removing movies from the internet completely or all of their focuses on streaming, like they are planning ahead in terms of coming up with original movies or original franchises from a movie star, one of the few that we have left from Tom Cruise and making sure like that is still feasible to achieve and send them off to movie theaters. We're not putting somebody that's in charge of theme parks or cruise lines in charge of 
the movies. Right. Like, Nothing about the numbers. Yeah. No, there's somebody else there. Like that a can, true showman. Yeah. There's somebody that's there that can say, okay, we've got six movies that we're looking at doing and Tom Cruise, you know, literally can ha, has seen through the matrix on this and knows what's going to work for the most part. Right. I mean, he has, he has bombs. He has movies that didn't make their budget back, but he is the guy. Mm. Like you have the guy going, okay, well, these are three movies that I would go see. Yeah. So let's put this out there. I think he's the guy for a certain audience. And that's a big audience. I'm not. Yeah, for, for not the, a but it's majority not the of the audience. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's called it, America. No, yeah. I think it's, he's, no, it's, he's it, the guy. Drop the A. America. Oh, he's the guy <laughs> for the rarely go to the movie audience mm-hmm. and that that they may have only been to a movie or two in the last year and it might have been sound of freedom and top gun like right. those might be their movies and he was able to tap into that so i do think it's good on warner brothers part to create these strategic relationships because they did like in the transition of you know hierarchies or like you know studio bosses and stuff they did lose some of those creative relationships but they're really working on gaining them back it's no longer outside pressure no for warner brothers to put his movie or the movie he feels strongly about on the plfs give it this release date make it add extra promotion now he's in the building right he's he's your guy now so you have to hopefully it's not a figurehead position this isn't a well and and they gave him a lot of flexibility because then not two days later after this uh, partnership announcement. He it announced that he's doing Top Gun three at Paramount again. So they're Ooh. so they're allowing him, you know, the flexibility to work with other studios, which I just think enhances his relationship. I think diversifying where your films get distributed mm-hmm. and the type of marketing that gets done with them only makes you look better, and that's only going to bring good things well, to this relationship. Part of this announcement was it's like he's not going to be a Warner Brothers guy. Yeah, but maybe the guy can create other people like that's yeah. the idea that yeah. tom cruise can create the next tom cruise or cruisette yeah yeah like they can create that that uh world that gravity around somebody mm-hmm. that adds that creates a new thing he also you know did a lot for being able to do filmmaking through the pandemic seeing production through i think he i think we don't give him enough credit for his skill and his knowledge on the production side of things. Cody, we literally share a last name with the man. We give him everything. <laughs> we give him. We gave him two children. <laughs> we have. We have everything. Both is of your... bestowed upon Tom Cruise. Both of your or sons... Mr. Cruise to you. <laughs> Both of your sons' names are named Tom. So yeah, I yeah. think now that I think about it, they're named Cruise. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> no. Um, I think this is something to be excited over. And I think, um, I forget which one of you guys were saying it now, but you brought up a good point that it seems like Tom Cruise is the guy that can understand how to bring the casual moviegoer, give them like that one thing, whether it's Jets or something else, of being like, oh, that's a movie that I need to see in a theater. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if it's like a friend, if he like makes a new franchise or if it's something original. Like what matters is. He's just one of the few, I think, that's worked in the industry for so long that he understands, like, what can kind of click for audiences. Kind of like um, James Cameron in a sense where, right. like, yeah, sure, there's some of the cliches with his movies, but they work for a reason. James Cameron yeah. understands 
filmmaking. Yeah. Like he is the guy that has gone through 40, 40 years of Hollywood and, mm-hmm. and carries, you know, four of the top five box offices of all time. Like yeah. he's the guy for that. And Tom Cruise isn't a huge box office guy, but he understands everything after the film is made. Right. He like, understands. I would say he's the showman guy. He's about promotion. He, you know, because he self-promotes all of his films. Mm-hmm. I think he's about quality. Like, he wants a certain quality with his films. And there, mm-hmm. that goes to the production side that I think that he doesn't get enough credit for. Yeah. And, and so there are some qualities there that if he could bring back to that film, that whole thing that I think is missing at most of the studios because the, of their corporate overlords is that showmanship of we create content for people to escape from and then it should be a big show to them. And they just don't think that that quality is there with films as much anymore. And so anybody that can bring that back, that's yeah. very old school, I think, and, mentality and, with it. And now from somewhat inside, he can force the issue. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, this is an $80 million movie. And he's like, no, it's a $100 million movie, and I'm going to promote the hell out of this. Right. <laughs> it's a $100 million movie if we make this tweak, and then we promote it like this way. And we have things like, I don't know, practical effects and things that are which more... Which people like. Which are more expensive, but that's how you create... But, it, but it's authentic, yeah. and people enjoy mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Creates buzz and awareness and develops money, yeah. like <laughs> which just, you guys like. We just watched that trailer for... Um, Saints and Sinners from Liam Neeson that's coming out. And the realism is in the acting and the hand-to-hand combat. Like, he is so good at that. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of the best of all time at the back and forth. Yeah. Like, the actual physical act of of fighting someone. But then it had fake flames in it. (laughs) And that always takes me out of it. Yeah. And you see, like, the... I always it's it's better than it was, but I always think of like sci-fi movies when they had explosions. Right, and you could see like through the flames. Right, I'm or like, oh, or no, the flames look like glossy compared to yeah. everything else. Right. You're like this right. is not in the same realm, like right. realism of everything. And I'm like, I I know it costs more. I know it costs more to have a real explosion and flame shoot up, but that's yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Right. We but it would be so worth it. <laughs> yeah. We need a poster that says we're pro real flame. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the flame. <laughs> fire <laughs> pew pew we'll just move her and then we'll put Cody in a bunch of memes about smoking cigarettes afterwards. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that good for you <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah I think that's gonna wrap things up for our podcast this week transition yeah. from Kyle I like it oh my gosh I'm, ex- I'm excited for this year I think 2024 is gonna be tough you know especially first quarter but you know, I'm enthusiastic about where where we'll where we'll land with this, and I know that it looks bleak at the beginning, like I said about April, mm-hmm. but we always always fill in with things. Like I was looking at January this year, being like, oh my gosh, how are we gonna make it post Christmas? And the films did great; they're holding through. It's there's always a surprise. It's down a little, but you know, Mean Girls got a bump up. Like mm-hmm. I I feel like it fills in over time that we shouldn't panic over when we don't see big things on the release schedule and we shouldn't worry so much about anchor films. We yeah. should, cause everybody's making product out there. The movies mm. are being made constantly and like, we'll get surprises like a Godzilla where it just comes out of nowhere on a, from a little studio and then it just fits. And so I feel like that's, what's going to happen this year. Yeah. Well said. And we had that scare of the lull from the actor strike, mm-hmm. but now we have, a billion dollars worth of films in March. Yeah. <laughs> they would have saved them if they had nothing to come right. in. Right. 
Right. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have put all of this together. They wouldn't have put <laughs> Ghostbusters and King Kong in this in the same two week period. Right. And we did. always forget about Dune. Dune Dune starts the month. We're gonna have Dune in too. March, yeah. Like that spectacle which, in March. Which projections are that should be the biggest film of March. Yeah. It's and gonna so we're gonna yeah. And we Kung Fu Panda for the kids. We'll see about that one. Man, we even still, can one of those just go to April? Yeah, I <laughs> like I know what you're saying. Like we're gonna be fine, but we're gonna be fine. But Kung sometimes, Fu Panda, sometimes it's a little too cluttered. It's Kung Fu Panda movie. in April would be like in that Mario slot. Yeah. Be awesome. Not that, billions. Don't, don't, just saying, Universal. Don't, don't give them ideas. We don't <laughs> need them moving stuff now. I, I wouldn't mind that one moving, <laughs> so I could have something in April <laughs> besides Abigail <laughs> and Three Gins, Long Lost Sister. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle says she's a vampire, not a robot. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot vampires. about that part. <laughs> it will be 2024's horror icon, like Megan's was yeah. last year. So haunted, haunted pool didn't do it last weekend. I'm gonna guess not. Okay. <laughs> I made the t-shirts too. I don't know where, what to do with those. <laughs> Shoot, Kyle already got printed to haunted pool part two. I, I, like, put, I put all my chips into. Do you guys Swim feel like haunted pool? is a concept born out of like are you afraid of the dark those short horror stories from like the 90s um i'm not going to give them that much credit <laughs> that's what it feels like when you guys talk about it and i saw the trailer i was like i feel like this is an are you this afraid is a of the goosebumps dark book yeah, or goosebumps thing yeah, yeah. it's a good yeah <laughs> and they're like let's make a movie but i'm not going to give them that much credit all right well i know it's cold snap across the u.s everybody stay warm try to get people into your theater say you know advertise the heat's working here mm-hmm. hot yeah. popcorn hot popcorn Hot auditoriums, hot movies. <laughs> There's your poster. Come in for the heat. And have fire everywhere on fire. the poster. Pew, pew, fire. I'm going to go get the extinguisher. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.